If it used to be simple to borrow money on your home generations ago, the home equity loan has experienced pipeline backup that demands a ratcheting up of automation and efficiency. Much is at stake, in particular among young customers who don't want to wait a month or more. How is the home equity loan industry rising to the occasion and the demands of a gotta-have-it digital age? To find out, we'll talk with Tim Smith of First Close. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the Managing Editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And today, coming in from Austin, Texas, we have Tim Smith. Tim is the co-founder, president, and chief revenue officer of First Close. And Tim founded First Close with his brother, Ted, with the idea to automate, improve efficiencies, and accelerate processes through utilizing innovative technology. And Tim, fabulous to have you here on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. A rise in home equity loans is on the horizon if, in fact, it isn't already here. Tell us what you see. We're definitely seeing an increase in home equity loans and home equity lines of credit across the board. We're forecasting that that will continue through 18 and into 19. So we're very excited about the increase in volume from our perspective. And we feel we're positioned nicely to assist lenders with increasing their automation through their processes. So we have this increase in home equity activity, but on the flip side, we have this slowness in the process for borrowers. What's behind that? In the mortgage industry, we've seen lenders a little bit behind the curve when it comes to technologies and implementing various technologies that can increase automation. And with the millennials that we're seeing, you know, coming to rise in the lending landscape, they're the gotta have it now generation. And they're looking for immediate answers. Lenders over the next year or two are really going to have to hone in on that, increase their efficiencies, get answers back in a timely manner that they historically haven't done, to be quite frank. Yeah, 45 to 60 days is the common time period. In your view, how fast do millennials and, in fact, other borrowers want that waiting period to be? Well, I think on a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit, if you can get an answer back to a borrower within 24 hours, I think that's sufficient. There is some technology that's being developed today that can offer immediate loan approval. That technology is on the horizon. We have seen it and believe that'll be the norm here within the next 24 months. Fantastic. Yet processors have these pipelines that are unmanageable. What can be done about that aspect of the process? It's not uncommon for loans to be piled up in a processor's pipeline that they just can't get to. So automating processes through their loan origination systems direct integrations to various vendors or aggregators such as ourselves would be a tool that they could utilize to speed up that process. Instant property report data is emerging as a really hot topic within the home equity sector. 
Maybe you can elaborate a bit about how that technology, especially as it exists within databases, can prove to be a really valuable asset. Oh, absolutely. As you indicated, instant property data that ties in title information is becoming a hot commodity. There's no question that with these millennials that are looking for instant decisions or instant gratification, rather, on a loan decision, that instant title data definitely comes into play here. Now, instant title is not available in every county in the United States yet. We're getting there. We're getting to that point. I still think we're 24 to 36 months out before there's national coverage. But most of the major metropolitan areas, the counties, the outlying areas of major metro areas are covered. There are some proprietary algorithms that go into play when delivering or obtaining this data. There are numerous data sources that you have to combine to return an accurate title search. Our company has a patent pending on that. I'm sure there are other companies out there as well that are working on this type of tool. But there's no question that instant title data is becoming a hot item in the market, and it's based on demand. It's what this generation of borrowers wants, and they want immediate answers. And the only way to do that is to deliver instant title data back. Instant title, speed, increasing the efficiency of pipelines. There's no question that 2018 is going to be a big year to address these issues. What do you see as particularly exciting or challenging in the next year that you're going to be looking at pretty closely? Well, I think from an excitement perspective for us, it's going to be the increased in volume and the fact that we're able to deliver instant information back to these lenders to clear out these massive pipelines that they have. I mean, there's tremendous backlog that lenders are experiencing, and we're excited to help them out, clean out those pipelines, and make their borrowers happy. That's really what the excitement is around here at our company. Making those who borrow happy, definitely crucial. Let's zero in again on millennials because they want to be happy too, obviously, and we've covered the technology side. What do you see as some processes that lenders can put in place to make millennials happy and improve the efficiency process? Yeah, I think from that perspective, offering a tool at point of sale for the borrower to enter their data online at point of sale and getting an instant response back as to their credit worthiness, you know, loan them out what they're approved up to, maybe provide a range of interest rates that are available. But providing that information at point of sale is crucial. Let's dive a little deeper into automated valuation models. Now, there's some history here with the appraisal guideline changes going back to 2008 and the AVMs being something that has gained in popularity? Sure. So an AVM, an automated valuation model, was pretty prevalent back before the crash in 2008-2009. And at that point, we saw lenders cease using the products. Over the last seven, eight years, we've seen the accuracy increase tremendously. And 
We're seeing lenders, large lenders, in fact, rely almost exclusively on automated values on lower loan amounts. The loans below 60000 were across the board. We're seeing lenders rely almost exclusively on an automated value. Now, with that, if a lender is utilizing an automated valuation model, they still have to physically go out and inspect the property. And that's where a property condition report would come into play. And then that joins the AVM and becomes the collateral analysis for the property. So we're seeing a huge comeback with automated valuations and lenders need to take a serious look at utilizing that product specifically on your lower loan amounts. It's great to get your perspectives here. Tim, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And thank you for allowing me the opportunity as well. It was a lot of fun. Tim Smith is the co-founder, president, and chief revenue officer of First Close based in Austin, Texas. Be sure to look for Tim on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, it is absolutely essential for lenders to reevaluate the time frame that it takes to process a home equity loan. Right now, that's 45 to 60 days. But unfortunately, that's just not fast enough, in particular for millennials who make up 35% of all buyers, according to the National Association of Realtors. In cutting down the time frame, it's also possible to build efficiency and make borrowers happy. Number two, after a dip during the Great Recession, the Automated Valuation Model, or AVM, is making a big comeback and lenders need to take a serious look at it However, an AVM alone is not enough. Physical inspection of the property is crucial, accompanied by a property condition report. And number three, lenders are experiencing increased backup in their pipelines, despite the fact that borrowers are increasing in confidence, which has led to increased volume, increased demand, and increased consumer insistence on speed. What can lenders do about this? 2018 promises to be a year where lenders can expect to employ new technologies that make it easier to access credit reports, for example, and other key data that is vital to the lending process. Smith's comments on the millennial need for home equity speed are compelling, and of course, there's ample reason to believe that there are more millennials who can afford to make that big leap. But there's another part to the story. For many a millennial, home ownership seems a faraway dream due to financial challenges. In an excellent piece by Toronto's Globe and Mail, 27-year-old Alyssa Gowning describes how she affords a mortgage of $115,000 U.S. on just $24,000 per year. Listen. I'm 27 years old, um, single female. Home ownership as a millennial is important to me because I feel that there's a whole, like our whole generation um, is struggling to be able to buy in, in such an inflated housing market right now. Ultimately, by the end of the month, I have very, very little left over. My handbag is probably worth more money at this point than my car is. I'm just going to start it, and I'm not sure if it's going to start. Oh my god. It's important for me that people know that there's other options out there, um, like a rural setting like this. I'm, I'm so proud to live here, and it's more affordable than you think.
Alyssa has no internet or cable, by the way, and she rents out her garage, which is really something considering that the car you heard in the clip has close to 220,000 miles on it, but it is paid for. Alyssa Gowning is far from alone, we should say, and banks have the opportunity to ask themselves, how can we make the dream of home ownership for struggling yet determined millennials come true? Here's to a 2018 where forward-thinking industry leaders find new ways to make that happen. If Alyssa Gorning can be positive and ultra-resourceful, so can we. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast, and be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org, and follow BAI via Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to stay up-to-date on BAI's latest and greatest. I invite you to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloza, the Managing Editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.